Hello. Welcome. Oh, well, you just come on in. Come on in. It is our very first episode of QBT. I'm Shawnee. And I'm Maddie Germs. And we're two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. Sounds good. I'm ready to do it. Let's get to bacon. I let's I don't know how to bake. I'm a vegetarian, so Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> These pastries got no minced meat. You know what I mean? They got biscuit or two. God. Mm-hmm. Try to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. I have smoked because it's our very first episode and I'm calming my nerves and that's how I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm feeling a little nervous too, but I think... Um... I'm hoping that subsides a bit. I'm hoping that that feels like something, I don't know. Oh, I just hit my mic. But I think that um, when you're trying new shit, it's always like that first step that always feels like the weirdest or the worst or something. I don't know. Yeah. And we're, but we're doing it. We are doing it. Shawnee, we're doing it. We're doing it. You made it happen. I was working my life away and I said, you know what? Let's do something for me. Let's do something for Shawnee. And let's do something for Maddie. And here we are. Yeah, I feel like um, I am not responsible for this. I definitely feel like a co-conspirator. So, like, do not sue me, whoever's listening. But I think that we've been thinking about this for a long time. We talked about it kind of jokingly and then post-jokingly and then post-quarantine. Which, it's weird because I feel like this baby was conceived pre-quarantine but quarantine allowed us an opportunity to give birth to her and that is the one thing about quarantine i can be grateful for yes. because this shit the world sucks. can be grateful that we plugged in some microphones and decided to- <laughs> well you. you know this is our first episode i think that yeah. those of you you know listening in you're probably like Okay, who are these two people? What are they talking about? Why are they here? Why do they deserve my attention? Like, that's what I would be thinking anyways. Yeah, and like any good therapy session, it's important for your practitioners to give you a little bit of a lens on who they are. So, Ronnie, um, as unlicensed, unsensed, I've got my S's, as unlicensed little fucks, who are we? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, uh, I think the first thing I want to say is I'm black. I mean, I don't know if you can tell because you're just listening and gay voice is a thing. So is black voice, I feel like in my head. Um, talk to Iggy Azalea about it. Anyways, I'm black and I'm also gay. Uh, I'm a former mental health counselor, uh, went to school, have a few degrees. Yes, a few, um, in mental health counseling. Um, and I am also a culture and like pop culture addict. All I do is read about what's going on in Hollywood because it's scandalous all the time and it's dramatic and it's the only drama I kind of like allow to enter my life. Um, and then obviously I care about culture itself. I mean, what are people doing? How are they behaving? Why are they like that? Maddie, who the fuck are you? Why? Like what? Who are you? Well, in this moment, feeling worthless next to your resume, but I'll try and get out of it. So um, (laughs) my name is Maddie Germs. Um, I am a queer, both sexuality and gender um, person. 
Um, I'm a failed film studies major. I'm a former drag disaster and nightlife idiot um, before when we used to be allowed to go outside. My pronouns are they, them. I am a social worker, social work student. If I need to get technical. She's unlicensed, right? Um, I feel also uh, like a community, like momager. I try and take care of my kittens. Um, yeah, I don't know. Come suck on my teeth. I'll suck on your teeth any day. I would. In quarantine, it's growing. <laughs> this is I'm gone from like a B to a solid C minus. You know. Are you lactating? I fucking wish, bitch. Ugh. I wouldn't have to buy almond milk every day. God damn it! Be the milk in my coffee. Oh my god! I know a lot of people have a lot of shit to say about almond milk, and I honestly probably agree with them. But I also. Uh, what are the people saying? Is it what that it's killing the world? Well, it uses too much water. So, like, mm. um, it's a vegan or vegetarian alternative, but it uses so much water that, like, a lot of the vegan argument, whether or not you, like, think about animal cruelty is, like, how much water you're saving. And with almond milk, though, they use so much water to harvest it that it kind of is comparable. But I honestly, I have a gripe with, like, a lot of vegan activists who, like, almost never consider the farm workers that are like taking up on all of the um, labor and mistreatment that delves out this so-called ethical food you eat. You know what I mean? So there you have it, people. Our first episode is about almonds. Yeah, that was rough. We can edit her out. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep her in. Yeah. But almonds, um, that, isn't, that does not mean to say that almonds isn't a thing that we won't talk about on this show because we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. Um, uh, Shawnee, I, you know, I've been friends for a while, but I feel like one of the things that we were talking about was that this is potentially like an opportunity to get to know each other better, which has been fun. Like we're going to yeah. be like getting to become better friends with X amount of listeners that are ever like going on this journey <laughs> with us. Um, it's just but, the two of us talking. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, I think the main thing is that I have just, um, I'm excited to engage on this project with you because I've just been in such like awe and respect of you for so long. Like you and I have these like stony, more group conversations or like hangout events where we're almost always coming to those. Like, how do we let our lives go and be around each other and support each other and have some fun? And I'm excited to, like, be more in each other's mind space with this. Like, I think that we talk a lot of shit about, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever the fuck. But, like, this is exciting because we're, it's, like... nothing a wrong with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't... I agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, what I mean is, like, I am excited to simultaneously do that and then also bring a lot of honor to the immense knowledge that you hold and... um carry with you all the time without this sort of either chip on your shoulder or like this um this sort of like uh, you don't have an arrogant air about like you don't have this air about you that is like uh i have three degrees and i know that shit like that is something that people find out after getting to know you for a while which i just think is like not that that is inherently something that you should respect is like not being prideful but like Knowing you and then knowing that is just like such a, I don't know. You pushed me to go to grad school is what I'm telling you. That's <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop it. 
Stop. Yeah, I mean, going to grad school is a terrible decision to take on debt. I would have told you that from day one. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that again, ever. No, yeah. grad school is amazing. You should go. You're, you're going to get a great education and come out even better um, after you weather that storm. But, wow, that's awesome, Maddie. Thank you. That's I didn't know that. Um, you know, you're, you have a lot of experience doing the work that I hope to do someday. I mean, you are working with a certain population. I have a desire to be working with queer people. And I was doing like nonprofit work before this, which felt like good in some ways. And then also like extremely draining and antithetical to who I was and like touched a lot of the isms we want to avoid in this working space that I think was really helpful in terms of a learning environment, but was not helpful in terms of like pushing me on this path or thinking about queer people and mental health, which is something I unfortunately think about every fucking moment of my life. <laughs> like I, I wish that I had a little bit of a like um, pause from that, but I am excited to externalize some of this learning and translate, I think, honestly, a lot of the fucking pain that we know our community feels into something that hopefully makes people laugh a little bit. That's a big vision. We're going to do it though. I mean, I'm not saying we have to lift up live up to it i just am tired of like setting the goal being like put your slippers on like just like <laughs> a little bigger yeah i mean i also think that with me having the education you going through it at you know a few years after i did which means systems change things change right like you're you're getting a a more current viewpoint or worldview on what's going on now, you know, in the industry and in the world of mental health. So I'm hoping that you kind of can bring that to the table as well. But yeah, we're going to have fun with it. It's not going to be, it's not going to be the serious thing where, I don't know, we'll, we'll always be, we will state our valid feelings, but we'll also have fun with each other because life is not always so serious all the time. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, and it's really not. And we've done always a really good job of uplifting each other that I think sometimes I take qualms with things that are so, they're setting themselves up to be one thing. They are either very serious or they are, I take nothing seriously. I am only made of cupcakes and ice cream or whatever the fuck. And like, there's something cool about our friendship that is like, we're both. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think that like, there's something about containing multitudes and like, acknowledging various parts of self that I think when we were thinking about how the fuck to survive quarantine, we got to, like, we got to figure out how to laugh and then also like be aware of what's going on because like, it's not unimportant, you know? Exactly. I mean, I think there's a way to educate while also having fun. A sense of humor, humor itself is a coping mechanism. So I yeah. think that when deployed, um, in an aware and conscious way, then it helps you cope. It helps you get through, you know, yeah. certain issues and certain times, right? And I think that you look at, just so you guys know, full disclosure, I work in marketing now, so, and specifically in social media, so you will hear me refer to things a lot in that world. Um, anyways, I mean, you look at a TikTok, you look at Instagram, you look at these things that make you laugh, right? To make you kind of forget about what's going on in the world right now. Um, and no, you shouldn't be indulging in those things every hour of every day, all day, but they're a good reprieve, you know? And I think that even when you look at platforms like that, when you look at content that people are creating out of boredom, you're also getting a lot of education in ways. You and I, often have these conversations where we blend both 
serious things that are happening and then making sure to laugh about it. And I just want to name that like our laughter is not disrespect for the thing. It is not like a dismissal of the thing. It's saying that like it fucking exists. And instead of it holding power over me, I'm going to laugh in its fucking face. You know what I mean? That is a great way of putting it. That's like, awesome. But I also can't lie. I'm going to laugh sometimes because the shit is just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, okay. And that is also valid, okay? <laughs> it is. Okay, you know what I'm thinking about is that fucking Demi Lovato performance where she's like, everyone's been bullying me. And then she gives like the funniest fucking performance that she's ever given in her life where she's like sitting in the fucking audience. And then it's like, it's like, you're fat, you're old, you're a Disney wash up, like all these awful things about her, like legitimately terrible things. Like she should feel bad about the fact that like people say stupid shit. But like this Microsoft PowerPoint ass performance <laughs> is just like so fucking funny. And she's taking it so seriously and i think that there is something to be said about like taking something so seriously that it loses its potency because it's fucking ridiculous yeah i agree one thousand percent like let's let's introduce a little bit more lightness and humor into the world right like yes and um okay so i think people should know and i think people are probably assuming we are not not practicing social distancing so you are in fact at least six feet away from me um, across town in your own closet while I am here in my closet. Literally, you guys, Maddie has me back in the closet. I said I would never go back and here the fuck I am because of Maddie. And we are also more than six feet for sure. We're probably like 6,000 feet. Maddie's on the other side of town. Um, oh my God, my computer just like went into sleep mode. Can you guys still hear me? I can hear you, but you're pitch black. <gasps> black person problem when you sit in the dark nobody can see you sometimes <laughs> what is my password beep don't say that <laughs> don't say it out loud <laughs> we're literally recording that's the point of this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Keep that in there, but remove the actual number I said. Yeah, <laughs> we need to keep up with some beeps. Um, yeah, folks should know that we um are gonna try and probably give some like general content acknowledgments if there's a specific thing that we're talking about. But you should know that we're gonna curse. We're gonna have a little bit less respect for things that I. Um, that's maybe not true. We're gonna hold shit. With our bare hands, no doggy bag. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna raw dog some issues and topics. I is that don't know what a condom is. Can someone please tell me? <laughs> <laughs> when you personally sit and you're like, um, as a mental health practitioner, um, or formerly formerly known as an artist, formerly known as Melody from the Pussy God Dolls, like yeah, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> um. What are some things that you think about when it comes to mental health and queerness? Um, wow, it's this is great. I feel like my mind went straight to depression and like self-loathing mm -hmm. and self-hate. And I think that all of that is like at least 27 episodes. But mm -hmm. that's where my mind went. It went to it went to emotions. It went to just how I how I view myself how I kind of create the reality that 
I live in based on how I see myself, um, which to me is something that therapy has helped with. I think it's something that conversations with friends like you has helped with. Um, So I also think about community, right? Like I also just think about support and having people around that understand your experience and who who can speak, maybe not to your exact predicament, but something similar to it, you know, that they understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also something special, just side note that you and I are both from the South. So, yes. you know, there's also that little nugget and nuance that, that influences things as well. Yes. I'm allegedly from North Carolina. <laughs> what about you? What do you think about? Well, I mean, if you're naming the, the depression of it all, like, I, I think the, the opposite of that is like mm-hmm. the finding the self-worth, self worth right the finding of the purpose the finding of the um little things in our life that kind of bring us out of depression um because i think that that's kind of what the work of therapy is but i also think it's important to acknowledge that like while we both may be having this sort of hyperclinical coming to this topic there's also the stuff that you're touching on in terms of like community and mutual aid and the ways that folks subvert um these more rigid processes of finding a therapist or whatever, because Mm -hmm. it's not accessible to them or there aren't any fucking therapists that have any idea what the queer experience is or people who are like, I refuse to see trans people because it goes against my Christianity or whatever the hell, you know, like just like, I I think it's hard. I mean, unfortunately more people than we want to know, (laughs) you know, like let's fight them. But also like, it's, it's a real experience for a lot of queer people that finding a therapist, let alone health insurance, let alone the knowledge of how to look for a therapist is there for us. So you have a lot of like hurt people like trying to find each other. And um, I think that there in a lot of ways queer people have and they, they do and the magic of the resiliency without having to necessarily talk to a therapist um, is there. And it's like one of our favorite things one of my favorite things about like who we are. But I think it's also important to offer potentially this free access to to folks talking about some of that, some of those tools, some of those um, issues, allowing guests that we have on to kind of talk to us about their own experience and giving people, I don't know, man, I kind of feel like storytelling is this radical way of knowing and being and it of course is really stupid of me to be like I, another white question mark man, have a microphone and therefore deserve the space that is like needed to like talk about something long enough, which like only reminds me that I need to shut up soon. But I just am saying that I'm hoping that this space can be a space for us to tell stories and give power to some of our issues in ways that hopefully some of our guests will experience and then some of our listeners can say. I was literally thinking about that for the last like nine and a half years of my life. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> or like, I've been having this secret thought in my head for so long that now I get to externalize that it. That is literally the same thing that I was thinking about. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's very, very, very lonely being queer in this world. And yeah. there's just so many things that I experienced that I wish somebody else was there or at least like knew you know what it was about and I think that there's been so many times that I mean even just making this right it's it's more of a the things I want to talk about are things I haven't heard people talk about so 
I also want to make sure it goes in that direction. I, I want it to be a sounding board for myself just as much as it is, just as much as it is for everybody else. So, yeah, I think that that's really important. And I think that as queer people, we're really good at fucking partying, you know, like we have a really solid way of release. And I think that that is so important. And I don't think that we're going to like not emulate that in this work together, but it's also important to say like the same people that come together and party and take care of each other in these ways can also maybe open up conversations about how has the world been treating you lately? Like what systemic issues are causing your heart to ache? Like when was the last time you talked to your dad and it was like, nice, like, and those are things that like some people may have different answers for obviously. But I think that like, I don't know if we can kind of break some of that shit down, it's going to be fun. And I am excited to do that. I know this sounds antithetical. Like maybe people aren't as excited about talking like the inner workings of their heart as I am, but like, I, I'm really excited to see um, how the two of us break some of that shit down and give voices to people who we know are some of the smartest people we've ever met because our, uh, our like dream guest list and our potential guest list like keeps growing on that Google Doc we share and like I'm so fucking excited Me to hear too. all of those stories. Great guests. We can't tell you who they are because yeah. we had to make sure they actually come in. But we got some great guests. You know what's really cool? You look like you are wearing like one of those weird gas masks. Oh, because of this. I keep looking and getting like slightly turned on. Um, because I, I look like Bane. I have. For anyone listening that has never seen me, um, my muscles are huge. Like, it's insane. I barely fit in this closet. He's I'm like so, so robust just Imagine like, muscles you didn't know existed existing. And then... Like, like, whatever you think of as swole, just like, you know, like, pinch out zoom three times bigger than that. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. A massive, massive yeah. man person. And he's like, and he's got the face of like Adonis. I don't know what Adonis looked like, but I think he looked good. So I don't know. And then he has this main mask on and it's just, it's doing it for me, you guys. I feel like most muscle fags, I my face <laughs> is questionable. Do, do muscle fags care about faces? I think it's all about the glutes. Sad to say, I don't think I got the glutes. <laughs> I don't what? got the glutes. I, Shani, I don't know if that's true, honey. I think that she may not be like inches out, but she's like high and firm and bubble. Like, okay, I maybe understand. I have like the baby glutes. I feel like you just baited me <gasps> to tell you how good you're at. And you're going to get a lot of that on this show, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, we want to check in with each other by asking a very simple question. What's up, slut? And just so you guys know, when we say slut, it's endearing. I'm a slut. Maddie's a slut. All of our friends are sluts, whether they know it or not. So I think you can be a slut and have never had sex. And you can also be a slut and you only have sex. I think to me, to me, I mean, like for me. <laughs> sluts whatever you want it to be like fucking like suck a dick don't whatever i don't care but anyway <laughs> how you doing uh you know it's tough 
it's tough. The last few weeks have been tough. Um, work is kicking my ass and self slash social isolation is not fun. I don't think it's fun for anybody. I mean, I consider myself an introvert. I consider myself somebody that gets easily drained and stressed out in like public settings of any size. Um, But sitting in my residence, my place of residence with my dog, just us two in here all day, it's killing me. Like, I feel like I'm starting to slowly lose my mind. Not in like a serious psycho, so what you consider a psychopath, a sociopath to be, but in a like, oh my God, I'm just going to start getting a little zanier, right? Like, I'm just going to... Like you've opened your cupboard and just been like, hey, flower, here's a joke I heard today. Yes. That is literally it. Only I'm doing that to my dog. I'm telling him jokes and he's just staring at me and I don't understand why. And I'm just starting to lose it in that sense. I mean, speaking of emotional support animals, tell me about Blue. (gasps) Well, Blue is doing great. Um, He loves that I'm home all the time. He also hates that I'm home all the time because when I get bored, I just bother him. And usually (laughs) I choose to bother him. He's taking a nap. So he hates it. He hates it. He honestly, I think he hates that I'm home all the time. Jolene is fine. Um, I have a dog named Jolene um, because my grandmother was obsessed with Dolly Parton and I thought that was weird forever. And then in my adult queerness, like really reclaimed that. And then this ex-boyfriend and I went to a shelter and then saw her and I was like, "Um, I think... I will die myself if I don't rescue this thing, which I'll tell you about Jolene's rescue on another episode. It's like a teaser. But um, she came home with me and her name's Jolene and she is about like 13 and a half pounds heavier than when I first got her. I think she's happy. Happy. Oh my God. She loves you. Um, I took her to the vet the other day and we did like a full panel, all the updates of the vaccines, you know, rabies, portadella, all of them. And then she was like, so there's only like one concern. And I like braced myself and she was like, your dog's fucking fat. <laughs> I was like, I was like, um, <laughs> first of all, I don't know if like she needs to. That? Oh my God. No, 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 because that's like horrible language to like talk about anything or anyone. So like I covered Jolene's ears, but I was like, um, I think what you mean is that like she, her bones, like they're, maybe they're just like, you know, like carrying around, like, and she was like, yeah, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that like, if you don't get this under control, your dog's going to like for sure have arthritis. (sighs) So anyway, I'm having to give Jolene less food now and I feel like a bad person. Well, feel like a good person because you're getting her healthy. She's fine. I just wanted to tell the vet tech that like, (sighs) I don't know, like what is fat and like, why does she so obsessed with it <laughs> that's what i ask myself every day um i refuse to hear any type of talk <laughs> about that from you <laughs> no but listen i also i learned a long time ago to limit blues intake because first of all this fool will just eat he he eats as though nobody has ever fed him ever in life which embarrasses the fuck out of me anytime somebody's over and you know, I had to limit him because he just, he starts to get real thick with two C's and he gets one scoop a day. No, it's two scoops a day. But still, that's what I have to do. And that's good parenting, in my opinion. 
Blue is the most handsome dog I've ever met. And like, I'm not a furry, but I like sometimes get it. He's hot. I mean, I have a hot dog. Your dog's hot. It's like really annoying. Do you remember how like people were going crazy about the Beast from Beauty and the Beast and they all thought he was hot? Sure. Or like that one dude on the subway in Zootopia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what Blue would be if he turned into like an animated thing. People would be turned on and it'd be like weird. Yeah. There is this um, new anime on Netflix called Beastars, and it's, like, these, like, hot teens that are all animals, and they're, like, herbivores and carnivores are in the same um, high school together. Is it, like, Animorphs? I honestly wish it was more like Animorphs. It would feel less terrifying. But, like, there's something- What I'm going to position for on this, the one thing I will position for on this show until the day I die is an Animorphs remake or reboot. We deserve, we deserve us millennials. Okay, who were you? Like, whenever you read those books, like, what? Oh, I don't remember their names, but... Okay, well, I do. I was Tobias, and he was the hawk, and he got stuck. Then there was that weird alien thing. Yes, that hot blue centaur alien who had the... That's me. I don't remember its name. That's you with the shiny box. You're like, this is my box of secrets, and let's go (laughs) and get it. Wow, you have your fucking Animorphs storylines down also about like three years ago i noticed that they were all on youtube so i watched several of them it doesn't hold up exactly but like you can totally get like three or four episodes and just like do it like the show that used to come on yeah wow yeah Nickelodeon. i have nothing else to do i might as well i was allowed to read animorphs but not goosebumps because goosebumps were scary and my mom was like that feels like devil shit and i was like you're not wrong i guess but <laughs> animals is better when it's like some like communist collective of aliens fighting the borg or whatever the fucking capitalist shit was my mom was just happy i was reading she was like read whatever you want (laughs) how are you doing that i'm doing okay um thankfully i am housed and thankfully i am able to uh work remotely in some ways i'm starting school all via zoom which is heinously annoying i I'm grateful to be able to have my dog and my partner and like not be hyper lonely. And I mean, living with a partner has um, interesting things to navigate. I think that a lot of our listeners, if they are living with their partner, are like, it's the fucking shit. And then also like, oh, I saw this tweet that was like, um, my partner and I keep playing this fun game of like, you're doing that wrong, but there's no winner. And like, it's like, it's completely how I feel sometimes because it's like, um, the one thing that therapy has really helped me understand is that like there are multiple perspectives to this universe and that there's multiple ways of doing things and ways of being. And that's been really helpful to try and bring into this like isolation in my fucking studio apartment. And also I can fully sometimes just be like, I think that I might throw myself out the window. Oh, there's not a follow-up. That's just like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then? <laughs> no, 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 I'm all, I'm fully lying. Being with my partner in this box room has been one of the best things and one of the most grateful things that I have of this time period. But I'm really excited to be able to engage in something creative and I'm really excited to engage in something that I might be bad at for a second, you know, like um, something that I think that was holding me back about us finally moving forward with something, which I think we've said earlier, but if not started, in at least in planning stages way before COVID, like way before we've been talking about um, mental health and queerness and like kind of have just sort of decided upon this project. But 
it feels so good to be engaged in something creatively that is not at the whim of someone else. Like all my jobs right now are just kind of like divided by tabs in my computer, like versus historically where I've been able to like be like, this space is for that. This space is for that. This is now school. I'm now just like in a room navigating all the shit and it feels fine. Um, but it also feels good to take a risk and to try something like I also want to name that I don't think anyone should feel some type of social pressure. I've seen a lot of like bullshit Instagram posts that are like, if you don't walk out of this quarantine without having a new skill or like you didn't learn how to bake your grandma's recipe, you'd never had time. You just like didn't have motivation. And it like, it doesn't hold any grace for the fact that like, People are dying, Kimberly. Like, there are, like, ways to, like, think about, <laughs> like, that this isn't um, something that everyone is going to experience the same. And, like, some people are going to dive into projects and some people are going to be more thoughtful and some people are just going to try and fucking survive. And, like, shaming anyone into what they're doing at this time is gross. Kimberly doesn't know what the fuck is going on in my apartment, so she can kiss my ass, honestly. That's fair. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't have made a Kardashian race. It's okay. She's a Libra like me, so I get it. <laughs> I get it. I actually, I'm Scorpio, and I barely know what that means. So quarantine isn't like all bad, right? Like we're people are. I mean, uh, that's annoying to say. You and I are able to work from home and live in a house or an apartment. Like right point. Like that is an area of privilege. Like not acknowledging that is gross. That is also the lens that we're coming from. That being said, we can talk about everything that's fucking terrible, which we have and we will. And what's been good about quarantine? I painted an accent wall. What color? Uh, it's called Secluded Forest. Ma'am. That's what it's what called. Is, that <laughs> <laughs> is she a green? Is she a light green? Jeez. Is she like... I mean, I don't know. Fuck. I'm like colorblind. I'm like red green deficient. So the, all the shit looks the same, but it's green. So then why the fuck would you paint an accent wall? Cause I got bored. Okay. Wow. You are not acknowledging this very proud moment that I had over the last week. No, I'm joking. Um, I don't know. It's like a green with like some, some dark undertones, maybe some browns in there. I don't know. I like it. It looks like what it's called, which is secluded forest. Secluded forest. That's what everyone's bussy is going to be called at the end oh of the Oh my God. I don't even want to talk about sex right now because I don't know what I'll do. Like you're so angry. You're so backed up. Like you have cum coming out of your eyes. Like you just like, whoa, what a visual. Um, <laughs> Ears, baby. If it was coming out of my ears, that'd be better. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you know, it's just me here. I unfortunately do not have a partner that is living with me. Um, so yeah, it's lonely, you know, and yeah, people need things done. <laughs> like their taxes. Like their taxes. Oh, my stomach's growling. Can you can you guys hear that? No. Okay, good. But everyone should complete the census. And register to vote. Yeah, both of those things, if you're able to. They take like, it takes like 30 minutes. I don't know how long it takes, but it, it should take around 30 minutes. I think it's much less time, but, you it's know, let's like, give people... Set expectations real low. They're like 30 minutes, and then it takes, gets in, and it takes two seconds. And yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, I can still bake a banana bread. We're almost ready to come back again.
So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about some pop culture, politics. Um, what's the hot tea? What's the gossip? Like, what, if, what, what are you thinking about? What are you watching these days? What's going on in your pop culture world? Um, well, earlier I read that there is another episode of Tiger King coming out this week. Wait, another episode? Yeah, like they are like, JK, we're not done. The internet loved this shit so much. Oh my gosh. That is the the best news I have heard. By the time that this is aired, everyone's probably going to be like, yeah, bitch, we know. But in terms of recording, I, you know, uh, just found this out. It seems shocking to me. I also read that um, that racist dude, um, what, uh, they're all, uh, Joe Exotic, he has COVID. In prison? Yes. Oh my God, of course he did. I honestly, okay, you know, I have some feelings here because, <sighs> I mean, when you watch it, I get it. Like Carol Baskin is like portrayed wild. I just, I, I understand the cultural infatuation with Joe Exotic. I mean, I too am a gay gun-toting faggot with a mullet, but I am hesitant to go full praise for this person because one, obviously racist, two, exploitation of labor, three, the fucking harm to animals. But then our other options are Doc Baskin, who is, or not, is that his name? No, Doc Antle. Doc Antle, yeah. Who, like, runs that, like, sex cult, which is basically that show with Chloe Sevigny about the Mormons, but, like, about lying. <laughs> yeah, same show, same thing. What? What is that show called about the Mormon? I don't know. Chloe Big Little Mormon. Mormon? <laughs> yeah, when she's like part of the polygamous family. No, like in real life though. Chloe Sevigny is not a Mormon. Okay, I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's called Big Love. It's called Big Love. Oh, that show. Yes, I never watched it, but yeah, I know of it. Um, it's incredible. But anyway, that's what Doc Antle's doing. And then there's that like monster drink energy motherfucker who like has a 13 year old girlfriend. And then okay, this is I, I went down a rant. But like, this is why I'm so angry. The internet is so anti Carol Baskin when she's obviously the best of the worst, which is this pool of people. Like I too, I would have fed my tigers with my boring ass husband and absolutely cut his dusty ass family off. Like <laughs> those people sitting in that fucking miserable living room, like those three women just miserable. Look, you can tell it smells like misery. And that woman's wig is just, like just a little off. And like, they're all talking about how much they hate Carol. And she's like miserable in a gold digger. And I'm just like, Carol is the only smart one in all of these things. Like they're sitting here busy griping about this woman when they could just be as smart as her and like move to litigation or fucking kill her. But instead they're just like fucking Carol Baskin, like took all my daddy's money. But I would have cut those like miserable ass bitches out of the will too. Like I am just so proud of Carol for getting away with what we all want to do. Like, I don't know if city girls can be praised for like going to prison and stealing that man's credit card. Like that's what Carol Baskin did. Why is the internet so against her? I don't understand it. Because we just want Joe Exotic to be Joe Exotic. (laughs) He can still be that from prison. You know what I mean? Like, Okay. So you are a Carol Baskin like stan and stan. It sounds like. I mean, I, the problem is, is that I am Joe Exotic, but I hate (laughs) him (laughs) so i like i hate myself i hate joe exotic and i am just it's more that i maybe watching it held some reverence 
or some joking meme ability to Tiger King, but at the same time, absorbing everyone's reaction to it, I do not understand why everyone hates Carol Baskin. When to me, I'm when I was watching that, I was like literally just like Arrested Development. Good for her. Like <laughs> just like I don't understand. I'm like she did a great job. Like she got away with it. Why are you being so mean? Yeah, I mean every documentary needs like a villain. And I feel like she just got the short end of the stick. Like, honestly, but why do we not see Joe Exotic as the villain? Like, he's obviously the villain. Well, he is, but he's like fun. So everybody's like, oh, you know, we can. I mean, do you want to go down this rabbit hole? Because <laughs> the person that's in charge of our country right now is also a fucking fool that people were like, oh, but like, <laughs> you that's know. so terrible. I refuse to acknowledge that. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't get all the all the Carol Baskin hate. I feel like. You guys, y'all don't know her personally. Nobody knows. I mean, took her sanctuary away. She's abusing animals as well, and like is a liar. But like in terms of her husband, like leave that shit alone. <laughs> if she wants to kill her husband, let her kill her husband. Let her kill her husband. He sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the CDC recommends wearing masks. Do you have any? Are you making some? Are you using like dish oh towels? Oh So I have one that I use for spray painting. I don't know, and it's like an it's an N95. I'm also just like, oh, I'm probably not supposed to wear that again. But also, my mom said she was sending me some. I don't know when they're getting here. I ordered some a long time ago, and every week I get an email that says that they're delayed. So I don't think they're ever coming, and I was just robbed. Yeah, probably. I think my mom sent me some, but like, they're not going to get here for like another two months. Well, here's to hoping we survive that long. I um, air now, like, is social distancing not even a thing? I have heard that we are doing okay in terms of like other states, but we have Washington and California above and beneath us. Yeah. That I don't know what that kind of like sandwich does. Luckily, like a lot of those people were never coming to. Well, I know. I feel like personal friendships wise, like yes, I'm. I feel like a lot of people from Seattle come to Portland and a lot of people from California come here a lot. I mean, there's no direct flight out of Portland. Even if it says that you have to stop in Seattle or California. Yeah. So I also just think that like we're doing fine because we're just not a major, major city, you know, like we're not in LA. We're not a San Francisco. We're not even as big as Seattle. You know, we're definitely nowhere near New York. So I just think that population wise, it's just, there's less people, but also that just means I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Maybe there's just less spread, but who am I to say that right now, right? So I don't know. I think that uh, even if we do or are doing a relatively good job, which obviously not everyone's doing a great job, but we're doing as good a job as we can. Um, we're still like two or three weeks out from the ramifications of what happened two or three weeks ago. Like yeah. social distancing is always going to result in like future data versus present data so it's like it just becomes hard to speculate anything which is why anxiety is rising at this time but um i've heard um of some people selling masks so rachel marie pdx on instagram is selling some masks and their sliding scale i believe some other pop culture stuff that i am like really excited about is the music honey <laughs> i see you have fucking Lindsay lohan on here are you excited are you excited for this back to me song have you guys heard this oh my gosh um, i just listened to it last night so you too have been graced with beautiful things no <laughs> no <laughs> that's we are not okay. on the page <laughs> okay all right that 
can be a theme, but and that's fine. The thing is, poor Lindsay Lohan hasn't lived on this earth in 92 years. And like, that's not her fault. And additionally, I don't think this single is meant to be, I don't know, I to me, I think of it in the same vein as like Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. You know what I mean? Like, of course, we're not going to get another Rumors. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Rumors was already her Stars Are Blind. She can't do another one. We weren't expecting another Lindsay Lohan song. Okay, well, you can just press skip while I walk my dog to uh, back to me and have the time of my life. I mean, the truth is, I think it's a fine song. I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world. But what I actually enjoy more is that Say So Xanax thing, which is like Xanax was a single that she sort of released on SoundCloud and Instagram. It like never got any other release, but someone mixed it with um, when everyone was doing those TikToks. You know, those TikToks, those kids are doing TikToks. They were doing Say So and Lindsay Lohan Xanax. And that was a great mashup. And that was probably better than this Back to Me single. But I'm happy that she is giving us like a little bit of Lexus energy from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I mean, it is not a terrible song. I do not hate the song. I actually found myself nodding my head to it. I don't have it on repeat, but like, it's not bad. I mean, the problem actually to me is like the verses and uh, intro stuff is good. And then it's that horrible Euro chorus, like that Euro pop chorus ruins whatever potential it has, which to me is hopeful that we're going to get a remix that actually sounds good. We will. But we've also got new Dula Peep. We've got Orville Peck. We've got Yeji. All those things have been on my mind. Um, Dula Peep's album is... Are we, are you really, are we really doing Dula... Are we really going to do Dua Lipa like that? We're going to call her Dula Peep? I personally respect her. And <laughs> her name is not what you just said. <laughs> in me in my mind forever her name is Dula Peep because it is better to say than it Dua Lipa is. it is it rolls off the tongue better Dula Peep oh my gosh I love her so much and like I don't mean it with any disrespect at all I think Levitating is a great song I think Physical's fine I think Don't Start Now is a great song I think the album is really fun and even though it's White Lady Disco and Madonna did that I think this is a really good 2020 release. It is. It's great. I have had it on repeat. Levitating. Love it. Um, Hallucinate. Love it. Love again. Love it. Fucking don't start now. Amazing. Um, Orville Peck, do you give a shit? Okay, listen. I'm going to be very honest here. You don't have to give a shit. It's totally fine. I don't think I have ever, of my own volition, listened to an Orville Peck song. <laughs> That's totally fine. I mean, I don't know why you would. I like. I get it. It's like, um, it's sad country boys. In fact, I have it. <laughs> yeah, it's sad country boys. Lana Del Rey. Like it. Ah. Like I love Orville Peck, and I love masks, and I love cowboys, and I love gay people. Well, I'm kind of homophobic, but I love gay people, and I love everything that he releases i love that deep ass voice i um find great whimsy and occasionally like this is brilliantness out of it but i also recognize that it's like a little one note and a little bit not for everyone like there's no reason to like feel bad about not liking orville peck but the new single summertime has a really cute video i think um there's something really cool about playing with the masculinity of country music and being like, 
yes, this space has constantly been misogynistic. And yes, this place has constantly been Trumpian. And I'm going to come in and play my little fiddle and walk around in my leather and be like, straight people will think this is a cool outfit. Gay people will know that everything that I'm wearing is like basically kink culture, which like, I think it's cool. I think it's, I think it's fun that he's like basically been flagging on YouTube with a million views and like nine people know that he's talking about fisting, you know? I'm sorry. He's talking about fisting. I I mean, yes and no. I like, I I just feel like there's the mystery of it all, you know, like it could be a good, it could not be. We'll see. All right, Orville Peck. <laughs> I love Orville Peck. I will suck your Orville Peck, you know. Um, Yeji, have you heard the new album? Do you care? I, like Yeji, have not heard the whole new album. Actually, no, I haven't even heard the album, but it is on. Before we started recording, I listened to half of it and was like sold. I don't even have to like listen to the rest of it to know that I'll talk about how much I love it. Wow. It's so good. Well, then I guess I'll listen to it tonight. Yeah. What new music are you screaming about? Um, still screaming about Dua La Peep, and then <laughs> I can't even not say it right I can't or wrong. Even not say it wrong or right. Yeah, I'm still bumping to her. Um, still bumping to Sugar by Megan The Stallion. Oh my God! Yes, good for her. Um, and good for her for getting a Tic Tac viral thing. Like, of course, right? She needed that. That's good. Um. And then that's honestly it. I feel like this week didn't really give me much for music. So we'll see what happens next. Um, Yeah, I don't got nothing for music. Wow, that's weird. Normally I'd have so many things. You know, so I've been listening to that's not new. I've been listening to Queen Herbie. Herbie? Herbie. Queen Herbie. She is Amy from that group Carmen with a K back in like, the early 2010s if anybody knows what i'm talking about anyways she raps now and oh wait are you talking about that bitch that did that like uh um oh my god she had that youtube thing and it was like her and her friend they both have like high top haircuts did they is she the one who does that fast rap yeah. like she like it was basically like what is that acapella movie with all those bitches pitch perfect yes it was like pitch perfect but she does a rap Yes. But she was, like, kind of good at it. She's actually, I think she's really good. And she has released new music. So she, yeah. So I don't know, have you heard the song Shoddy in the 90s? That's, that's, no. Oh, you should listen to it. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that's her. She was in a group back in the day, right? Her and her husband. And they were, like, a pop duo. They were, I mean, they were just, like, cookie cutter, whatever, pop. And then... Carmen. Yeah. They broke up for whatever reason. Well, they, I guess they disbanded the group, but like they stayed married. And then some years passed and now she goes by Queen Herbie and she's just fully leaned into like hip hop and like R&B and rap. And listen, I'm here for it only because I know that she has been rapping for a while and she isn't like putting on a dialect. She isn't like appropriating, at least in my opinion, she hasn't been appropriating like a, like hair or like style or anything she's not she's not being Iggy Azalea about it essentially is what yeah. she just has a natural talent for like rapping and I like her visuals she's like Eminem-ing and then like Zoe Deschanel of it all yeah yes that's a great great like correlation um that's great 
<laughs> you have your Oral Pack. I have my Queen Herbie there. Queen Herbie. I just like, I, I okay, I'm going to be honest. It's not that I think that's bad at all. I'm just like literally so shocked that that's what you just told me right now. <laughs> As I was listening to it, okay? As in like, I went down a, you can talk to, you can talk to our friends about this. I went down a rabbit hole on... Sometime last weekend, because I was listening to Shadi in the 90s, and I was like, who the fuck is this even? I've just been listening to the song and, like, have not actually given two shits about who the artist is. And then I just, yeah. like, found her, and then I was like, oh, I like her other stuff. And then I just did more research. So now I've been listening to a few of her songs. I'm not, like, co-signing the girl. I'm not saying she's the next it thing. Great. No one's saying that. Can I give you an out? Give me an out. What the fuck is up with that new Drake song? Oh my gosh. I am so happy we're talking about this. I hate it. I dislike it. And I know I say this about every Drake song that I hear. And then it just grows on me. Oh my gosh. I, I have no really idea. I actually dislike this song. <laughs> I fucking hate Drake. And I also hate that. Okay, I will actually, I will take all of this back. That first album, the like, um, I can cry because I'm me or whatever album it is. Yes. Like, I mean, every single one of his albums. Yeah. Okay, but like the best I ever had, like that single, that album yeah, yeah, yeah. came out and was like, I refuse to be Jimmy in the wheelchair and I'm going to be Drake. I honestly loved it. Everything else, I've just been like, will you please get a grip on your jealousy and stop being so misogynistic and why are you talking to 12-year-old girls? And if you're talking to 12-year-old girls and for the past year and a half have had like multiple exposures of you talking to 12-year-old girls, why are you going to make a Michael Jackson reference multiple times in your new song that just seems irresponsible like <laughs> i truly can't understand it i truly don't understand it i don't either but you know it doesn't matter because he posted that cute ass picture of him and that cute baby i mean like all babies they're fine um something i thought was really fucking adorable is this morning i saw doja cat reacting to the um japanese woman singing her song and it is so cute it's someone singing say so who is just like so brilliant and so cute and sounds so good and doja cat is just like living for it you don't like doja cat oh no i really love doja cat okay i haven't seen this video but i like her okay i feel like we were talking pre-recording and you gave me weird vibes about doja cat <gasps> no i like her a lot okay well then that's good we both love doja cat check <laughs> Um, everyone's on TikTok and doing Instagram Live. Do we give a fuck about it? I don't. Okay, like, why? It's just, I get on Instagram and I'm just like, why is everybody live? You know, you going live isn't special when everybody's going live. <laughs> like, Sometimes I click on people's lives just so they can see me log in and then I leave. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to see two people talking on Instagram Live unless, I mean, even when they're famous, I'm just like, okay. Like there's been so many people that have been doing like really famous ones, but all I actually want to watch is just the recording of it. I don't actually want to be there live. But is that because we're a little bit introverts? Like, is that what that is? Like, we don't want to be like seen while we're watching. Maybe that's well. I don't care if I'm seen watching. I guess I just don't like care about the content. You know, like I don't know. I guess you'd have to be watching the whole thing. Or to your point, like, it maybe it's, like, the highlight reel, like, after the fact that's funny. But, like, I don't have time to sit here on my phone for, like, three hours watching two famous people talk about shit just because they're famous. I mean, I hear you. And also, like, if we don't have time for that, what do we have time for? 
I have not yet gotten to the point where I have time for that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I will get there, but I am not there currently. That's fair. Um, I have a note here about RuPaul's trans-exclusionary fracking race. We've talked about this. Um, I do care. I will say about this, I love that Cherry Pot Pie is getting edited out. Like, a lot of people have been tweeting, like, bad takes about, like, there's no through line. Like, I think it's fucking hilarious to see this fucking queen just standing on the end of the stage and we never saw her walk because she fucking, like, did terrible things to people. Like, I think it's so funny. Yeah, she fucking deserves that. I don't care. All right, are you ready to take some meds? So this is basically what's flooding you with serotonin? What's giving you your dopamine? What's making you happy this week, baby? Oh, what is making me happy this week? This week, I got really happy from seeing this video that has been circulating around of this little girl, this little black girl who is very much so tired of being in the home that she is in. And she's running around and she's just like, I hate this house. I hate this house. And you just see her throw one shoe and then, you know, it keeps going and you see her throw another shoe. And I, it has brought me so much joy. I mean, only because we are all experiencing, I think we're all starting to experience that feeling. Um, whether Whether you've been deep in it for weeks now or whether you're just now starting to like feel it, but that thing cracks me up anytime i'm in a bad mood i just watch her and i think at least i know i'm not alone in this i love that what about you what's making you happy okay um it may be a little dated but i can't stop thinking about it so bad bunny released a new album it's just like a bunch of letters i'm not even gonna try and like whatever but um there's this new video that he released um yo ferrero sola which i know i can't roll my r's so like i'm fucking sounding like a fucking idiot it is so good bad bunny is in drag in two different ways first of all this like red leather head to toe like thigh high red boots corset all of it and then has this like fat chin mullet and then is also like giving us this like full big tittied like wavy haired woman so there's an element where i'm just like love this song love this artist love this moment just absorbing it and then the more i researched it the more i'm just like fully in love so yo perero solo sort of translates to i twerk alone but it also is like um more specifically thinking about the reggaeton dance of like a woman bending over and getting like sort of like floor fucked which is like amazing it's an amazing dance combo it's an amazing dance duo it takes like athleticism it's really cool and then bad bunny releases a song that's like i do that alone so it's like all these women sort of like naming the rapper who's on her her name's nezzy um she's like saying i dance alone i do this dance alone i twerk alone and it's just a really fun song it sounds so amazing but bad bunny has been doing so much press around women in general and centering trans women as well so like when he was on jimmy fallon he wore a shirt like um honoring the trans woman who was recently murdered in puerto rico and then in his video he has like a big neon sign that says like ni una menos like thinking about the no woman not one less um feminist grassroots campaign that was coming from like argentino and these protests in mexico like it's fucking fun like Bad Bunny is hot as shit and then also is hot as shit as a woman. And then he has these like 
behind the scene videos of him like picking up his girlfriend and making out with her with these like big giant lesbian breasts and just like he's come out as sort of fluid in some ways but also straight but if you're gonna either be a straight man or on the spectrum in some way like bad bunny is challenging machismo and this like idea of a certain type of masculinity within his own culture like staying in his lane like it isn't for necessarily me to critique in my academic whiteness about like what he thinks or feels about queerness or all these other things but he's like elevating the voices of trans women he's elevating the voices of grassroots organizers and he's giving us a fun ass fucking song to to twerk to like i mean i'm not going to twerk because reasons but i'm going to fucking dance around to this song over and over and over again i love it i can't stop dancing and in terms of like dopamine it fills that void, you know? Cute! You know, I actually have not watched the video yet. I've just seen all the press around it, so I will put that on my homework to-do list tonight. Speaking of homework, it's time for me to give you guys some homework to do before we close out. Let's do your homework. So listen, we, in addition to watching the Bad Bunny video, number one, you can also unplug yourself from the news for a day. That's your homework. It's that simple. I mean, I know we live in tough times right now, and I know that people want the latest information, but hey, that latest information is going to be there the next day, and it's not going to have changed, and if it has, so what? At least you're getting the most latest update or the most current update by waiting a day. Yeah, or it's changed 97 times, so like it's good to <laughs> like take a moment to just not give yourself the anxiety. Yeah, like unplug from the news, and that's what I mean, right? Stay on your socials if you want to, although I don't necessarily advocate for that. Um, or, you know, stay on the phone talking to friends and FaceTiming, but unplug yourself from the news just one day out of the week. You know, maybe that one day you wake up, don't reach for your phone and open up the news app or go straight CNN.com or wherever. Just decide to not do that and see if your day is a little bit better just because of that. So um, let us know on our Instagram about how this week has been going like what did your one day without checking the news feel like um what did it feel like when you came back to the news after not checking it for a day it's been a practice that sean and i have been trying to challenge each other on so i'm excited to see if we actually succeed this week (laughs) all right we are coming to an end of this episode um our very first episode the intake episode we just want to thank um, all of our collaborators. Thank you, Marquis, for letting us use your song as our intro music. Um, and also check out their new song, Lame Hose, that just got released recently. You can check them out on Spotify or Apple Music. And thank you to Shanti for our some of our transition music, Wake Up the Night. They basically have these amazing um, disco R&B vibes. And thank you, Laura Shay, our beautiful producer and helper. I am so grateful that a good friend of ours is able to kind of guide us through this initial process. And thank you to all of you. This is a new journey for both Shawnee and I, and I think that we are gonna try and do our best to provide you quality content every week. And also recognizing that we didn't anticipate to unveil this remotely. So we're dealing with some audio difficulties. We're dealing with some technical difficulties. But yeah, we're excited to hear more from you and see more from you. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at QBTPod. That's it. You said 
you said all of it. You said it all so beautifully. I'm ready to close out. Um, This has been great, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. See you soon. Bye, chickens. Trying to talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>